Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to the Auto Know Better podcast, episode 20. I'm Smarty and I'm joined tonight by Jay and Gilly. And Hello. tonight making his main podcast debut, Mr. Simon Johnson. How are we doing, boys? Not too bad, We're good. Not bad. Has uh, everyone been up? Well, uh, enjoying Mr. Southgate's football over the past few <laughs> days and weeks. Bring back Bielsa Ball. Bring back Bielsa Ball, lads. Eh? <laughs> too right. <laughs> so, talking about Mr. Southgate. What do we think to uh, our England performances over the well, the last two, obviously uh, Albania and San Marino? I'd say um, what we'd expect, nothing spectacular really, all, all solid and as they should be. So boring, boring question, boring answers. That's right. all I've got for you, Smiley. <laughs> That's good enough you know, for me, mate. It, it, I, it, I won't be guilty of stepping, but that's something. <laughs> But I think um, it might have been Mez that that was saying it was uh, on the um, on the conversation with with LUC stats um, about what Lineker had said about the um, the lower ranked teams should play off against each other to then earn the right to be in the qualifiers instead of bringing all the lower ranked teams in because playing these sides playing a side like San Marino does nothing for them and it does nothing for England. It's a nothing game. It's it, you know they the, the do better having a, an intense training session. They're not. Yeah. No, nobody gains, and and you know the, the 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 when you get when you come right down to it, getting tonked off sides that are looking to hope to do well. I, you know, I've, I've no confidence in Southgate doing well, but <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we we hope that we're going to be doing well in in a in a tournament. San Marino hope to score a goal in qualifiers. They don't hope to even get to the That's tournament. It. Oh. It's it's completely a different world and. You know, it's it's one of those where 
um, there's just so little value associated with those games. It puts people off watching. Um, the players try to get up for a game and then it's, it's nothing. And you can see it in the way that they play. Those San Marino players are basically just like us. They just turn up for a game and then they go back to being mechanics, milkmen, yeah. postmen, whatever, the next day. And it's just, you know what I mean? It's just like us having to play international football. We'd get trounced as well. And then you just go back to your job. I mean, it's really cool for them to do that, was a it must be. Oh, man, I'd, I'd drink half a milk, to be fair. That's it. You'd be nicking people's orange, you that kind of <laughs> That's it. Do you know what? I once, um, in my younger days, when I was even more crazy than I am now, um, I ended up out in Wakey on Westgate. Um, oh, you crazy Alice, bastard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I, ended up, so I ended up stranded there on my own and I lived in Huddersfield at the time and then, do you know what I thought fuck it I'm going to walk home it took me four and a half hours I walked up past National Mining Museum on Unlit Road and by the time I got back to Huddersfield I was fucked I saw a pint of milk and an orange juice on someone's step and I fucking had them <laughs> they were gone <laughs> that person's watching I'm very sorry audible <laughs> audible thief I, I was struggling I think I slept on. the entire next day I'm fucked. <laughs> I, I never tried that again. Simon? Yeah, I, I, I sort of agree what Gilly says, to be fair, because it's, I, I, I think for a start, the, I'm not a massive fan of Southgate, but um, I think those sort of games, it's lose-lose because you, you know you're going to win the game. So it's more, it's more of how you perform. And I think it's very difficult to gauge what, what, level your players are performing at against team teams like San Marino. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a difficult one. But, the, I mean, I weren't blown away by, by the Albania performance, to be honest. Um, I just, do you know what it is? I mean, I, was, I, I, I always grew up and I loved watching exciting players. And I look at the England team now and I just don't, I don't see any skill. I don't see anybody trying to beat players and, and be a little bit different. It's all... It's all a bit repetitive and, and, and boring, if you like. Bit safe. You know. Yeah, very safe. Very yeah. safe. Yeah, I'm of a, I'm a very um, similar opinion to you, to be honest. To me, I mean, like Gilly was saying, you know, beating teams like, like San Marino and, and stuff like that, I mean, come on. We don't need to be fielding our best, best team. Players like Harry Kane and, and all that sort of stuff. You should be fielding people, like, I mean... Bamford's, your, your Ollie Watkins, try and blood your, your new players to see if they're actually any good in, at this you know, kind of level. We, if we can't beat a bloody a San Marino side with players like Bamford and all the kind of, maybe the fringe players for the England setup, then we really, really shouldn't be going anywhere near the World Cup, should we? Let's be honest. But in that case, then, it might as well be a reserve game. Oh, well, exactly, but why, it's not why a would you game, use it? Is it? It's a default game, but isn't it? That said, if they didn't off. perform then we're not going to a World Cup. So it, it's, it's kind of a, you know, you're kind of stuck, aren't you? Watching boring football with your best players. Yeah, I mean, what you know, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not just our football. Um, just, just the last point. I, I think I saw um, the, the uh, Australasia qualifying detail and I, and I think, I can't remember who it was, um, it might have been Western Samoa and, and, and Tonga and, and a couple of others in Australia. And I think Australia's goal difference was 66 to none. Really? What's the point? Because they just play like Fiji and Tonga and all that. Yeah. What is, what is, Crazy, what is the it? point? That, that, you know, and, and, 
it's uh, yeah, it's just it's frustrating to me. But uh, yeah, equally at the same time, when when we're talking about it's difficult, you know, coming back to your point, Simon, about um, the, the the skill level being a bit lacking is a lot of that's not down to the players. It goes back to what we're saying about the Wales game. You know, we played three centre backs, two wing backs, and, and a double pivot in midfield in in, in defensive centre mid. And it's, it's like negative what, football. What do, you, what do you expect we're going to do? Yeah. And that was against Wales that didn't even have Bale in the team. You right. know, the, their their best player were, were, were our fourth choice attacker at the time. And it, it's like do you know Do you know what, Gilly? I've been thinking about that, you know, and it, excuse me, friends, it pisses me off a little bit because I think I think automatically you're losing the psychological battle for a start because I think when you set up like that, you're telling opposition that, okay, we expect you to be better than us. We expect you to uh, be, be have more possession. We expect you to create more chances. So this Because that's, that's a normal line of thinking when you expect opposition to be better than you. Yeah, but we, against Albania, really? Or, or do you know what I mean? I'm not saying we set up like a, a, as defensive, but it's just, I just, I can't fathom it. It just makes no sense to me. No, no logic there at all. Frustrating. I, I genuinely think that sometimes he does stuff like that because he just wants to look like he's like a, a forward thinking manager and he's got these ideas. And because other people don't really play that way, do they? So. He's like, yeah, so we're going to try this and then, you know, it'll be, it'll be different and it'll look like I've got these fresh ideas and I'm this exciting young coach. And he, it's anything but. We look yeah, like yeah. we look like a bloody shadow at chuffing Jap Stam's ready. All <laughs> possession base, just pass it around back, passing it forward maybe to winger and then back to defence. And I remember beating them 2-0 at home and we absolutely, I think we must have had about 25, 30% of football. And we dicked them 2-0 because whatever sniff we had, we, we threw everything at them and we, and we beat them. Well, fucking hell, it's so negative, isn't it? It's such a fucking boring watch, like. Yeah, but then yeah. you get, you know, the only reason I'm watching it is for is for Calvin Phillips. And I'm yeah. I'm gonna be totally honest because I have no interest at all in anything else but watching Calvin Phillips. And maybe a couple of the you know, the players like dare I say, Grealish and other players that have made the way from the championship into that England setup mm. that I find right, I know I know what these guys are all about. I know what Harry Kane can do. I don't give a fuck about Harry Kane. Yeah, it's interesting stuff like that. But with, with that like, said about Phillips, you know, I, I would reckon he's he's play, I mean, he were played out of position, completely out of position against Albania. It was really strange. It yeah, was yeah. very, I, very I odd one. That far forward. I still find it strange when I see a picture of him in an England shirt and I'm like, I can't yeah. believe it. You know what I mean? He's made it. He's got Especially with number eight on his back. He's made his oh, dream yeah, and got where he wanted oh. to be. <laughs> I think mean? it's awesome, mate. He's fucking mint, isn't it? Seeing one of your, one of your lads playing for England again. Mm-hmm. It's great. Did his nan get to see him play for England or had she gone before he played? No, I think that was his fifth cap. I think she saw him a couple of times. Yeah, she saw him when he was first called up. He was injured for the second second bout once. And then uh, Mm. obviously she passed away, unfortunately, in uh, in February. Was it February or March? I I find it hard to remember dates of games and stuff. So I'm glad that she got to see him play. That's nice. Did you play with Smithy when he was part of England set up, Simon? Um, was he with, I think he might have been with the 21s at that point, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I can't recall when uh, when he got his senior call up, to be fair. Are you guys having him? I think we're 2004 ish. No, no, three ish, maybe two. When, when he went into like England, that. you mean? Yes, 
I'm sure it was. It won't before. It won't long before. Well, yeah, exactly. Fuck him. Is it, he's well, a scrummer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what do people think about Calvin's performances? How do you think he's played? You know, in, in a completely different kind of setup to what he's used to. I've not watched loads of it, as I said before we started. So I mean, I've caught bits of the games, and he's looked pretty solid to me. I, I remember when he first got picked for England, and he didn't look that good because he got put in a weird position, weird system. It's totally different to what he plays at Leeds. I think he's settled into it a bit more now and he's, he's got mm. to know some lads he's playing with a bit and stuff and I think that's helped. Um, I don't think he's done anything wrong. I don't think you can fault him. Um, I don't think it's been spectacular but then, as I say, I don't think the way he's been used is right so I think he's doing probably the best he could in the situation. Mm. I think it, as well as that, yeah, so you're right. He's, he's, I have watched him all. He's been pretty solid. Um, he's... he's a lot of it has he's been deeper against um, uh, San Marino. He, he played he played quite deep, and and they weren't really attacking, so it was really difficult to kind of gauge. Uh, he didn't do it's anything hard to wrong. Stay deep, it wasn't isn't it, if there's he, no one there. Yeah, and he didn't do anything wrong. He held his position, and and uh, you know that allowed a platform for the rest of the team to go and do what they needed to do, and they knew that he was there as that anchor, and that was good. Um, but other than that. You know, they, they weren't pressing, they weren't coming on to us, they weren't chasing the ball down. And as a CDM, it's kind of difficult to show what you can do in, in the face of yeah. nothing. <laughs> it just um, leaves you a bit redundant, doesn't it? Yeah. So, you know, his passing was a bit more what we've come to expect. I think in the first couple of games, um, it were it, you know, it, it, it wasn't quite at the level that we expect from him. Um, some of the passes went astray, but, but you know, he would, he were knocking it to the wings and he were finding feet. He, he, he would, he were picking out a man 60, 70 yard balls like we expect, like he does game in, game out yeah. for Leeds. And, and yeah. it, it might have just been, you know, that, like I said, um, this weekend was on his fifth cap. Mm. <laughs> we're, we're expecting a lot of him to come into an England game wearing that shirt and, and with eight on his back. And expect him to to kind of deliver the same level of performance that he does in a, in a side that's effectively kind of been built around him. I mean, yeah, it hasn't really, but you know, Bielsa said to him, "I'm going to make you the best player in the championship," and he did. Mm. And he did, you know, yeah. it, we we play to his strengths because his strengths really work for us. Now he's gone into a different context now, and it's about mm. how he reacts to that. So it's going to take a little bit of growing into. And he's also yeah, playing definitely. for Gareth Southgate and not Bielsa. I mean, come on. <laughs> But it's like he knows where Jack Harrison's going to be when he pings a ball. You've yeah. got to learn that when you play with someone else like Sterling or Sancho or whoever else, whoever else yeah. is playing. You know, you, you don't just have that, you've got to learn that. You've got to get used to the guys you're playing with, haven't you? Yeah, I've seen a few ne- negative, negative tweets about his performance, and I just I was sort of along the same uh, lines of Gilly again, like he's, he's new into that environment. So it's going to take him time to, to adjust to that. Do you know what I mean? And it's, it's going to be Don't difficult be because of, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 international football is totally, it's a total different ball game to your, your domestic level. Um, so he just needs a bit of time. And I, I think, I think um, personally, and this isn't me being biased, I think, if he's going to play with two two sitting midfielders, that uh, Henderson and Phillips have to be that pairing. Um, I just don't yeah. see I don't see Declan Rice as that guy, and 
I think Gilly's got a few stats there to 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 sort of back <laughs> that up. I think, yeah. It was a graphic that was shared. Um, I, I think it were it, it were uh, MLT data or something like that, LUFC data that that had um, shared it on Twitter, and, and it, it just showed the, the cutover point after Calvin had gone off. So what what we had against Albania was uh, about seventy minutes of constant England pressure, and it was every single five minute chunk was in our favour. He went off and there were one in our favour after the point at which he'd gone off. And I think nine out of ten were in Albania's. And it just really showed, really, really clearly, it can't be in five-minute chunks because that's that's not enough. Um, it might have been two minutes or something. But it just really showed in a, in a really clear graphic that I'll share on this and I'll overlay so that people can see it, that actually that really impacted our stance in the game and the position of the game. And as, as I said in, in the warm-up, the, the chat that we were having, we were in a position where... Um, other things changed. It wasn't just a like-for-like swap. So other things did change, and that has to be taken into account. But Calvin was missed after being taken off. Regardless mm. of whether it was somebody being in that position or it was him being in that position, he was definitely missed after being taken off. Now, some of that talks about Southgate's capability and the, the changes he makes, and some of that talks about Phillips's capability and the fact that that was lacking in, in that last 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. I thought he had pretty, pretty good performances in both games. I certainly think it were... Um... His skill set were better portrayed against uh, San Marino, though, in that natural, like, kind of deep line role, which he's obviously, you know, made his own at Leeds. Um, and then Albania, kind of defending really high, kind of like a high press, but not like an attacking high press. It was kind of like a defensive high press. It was, it was weird. It was like, what the fucking hell is he doing here? Um, having Calvin Phillips tackling people, you know, on the edge of their 18 yard box sort of thing, it was just, it was, it was a bit odd. But, um, but no, thank, thanks for that, guys. Um, this week we don't have a poll because um, I thought we I would take the opportunity to speak to you guys on a more of a personal level. So I want you right, one by one. Don't matter who wants to go. So go on, Jay. I've nominated you. You can go first. I want you nice. to tell me about um, a footballing memory that can be any kind of footballing memory, um, an experience, or just you know whatever um, from any point in your life that sticks out for you. Um, okay, I, I mean, I, I was saying to you guys before the pod, I had sort of two options here. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with the most controversial one, um, which is when I went down to Elland Road for the, the open top bus celebration. Um, and yeah, I know I shouldn't have done it. And I know, I know. But yeah, I missed yeah, the first the one. Of everyone on the Ottoman Better podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I missed the first one when I, when I didn't go down. And then. Do you know what? 16 years out of the Premier League, I couldn't, I know I shouldn't, but I couldn't take any more. I was like a a kid at Christmas trying to sneak, you know, peek at the presents and just like pull a bit of wrapping (laughs) back. I'm like, no, I've I've got to know. So I were off, I went down there and um, it it was just absolutely amazing. It's something I'll never, ever forget. Um, I mean, I, I I I don't know how to put it all into words. It was just the way it felt, the euphoria, the, it was just, relief and just pure happiness and joy and everybody there on the same page and it, it were like the best of Leeds and Leeds fans do you know what I mean and um, there were all kinds of funny stuff as well like somebody set a flare off and a bit of it melted this guy's shirt and he went absolutely ballistic <laughs> <laughs> yeah. everybody soon calmed down it, it were all good natured otherwise and it, it, just seeing the guys up there, Victor Otto going berserk, see what it meant to him as well. And 
Um, seeing Calvin lift the, the trophy up there, it was just, it were amazing. I'll you never jumping forget up and it. down on any BMWs, were you? I wasn't, mate. No, I mean, it <laughs> would have been a bit flatter if I jumped up and down. On them, so. <laughs> no, you know, I wasn't involved. That was other night, the one that I didn't go to, luckily. So, oh, yeah, of course that in light good. of that, I am glad I missed that, to be fair. But um, yeah, it were amazing. I'll, I'll never forget it. It were it one of them sort of memories I'll keep with me for the rest of my life. And yeah. Well, happy. Enjoyed. Yeah, that. the, the one with BMW it. was the one that, that where the yeah. the recording afterwards, and they were all watching it in. in uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, when they were watching the Westfield, Westfield, West Brom, West Brom. Yeah. yeah. When they yeah. fucked it well and truly. Oh, class. Yeah, that's right. That the uh, the uh, Arsenal player. Can't remember his name. His name's gone. Um, he, 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 I've never celebrated a town goal like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I bet they were gutted, like they wanted to win, but they didn't want to help us, so it'll have been really hard. Hey, we've been there, and funnily enough, that was against Arsenal when we had scump title, but we needed to yeah. win to stay up. I remember that, yeah. <laughs> that, that were hard to take, that, wasn't it? But, you what? know, needs must. Gilly, um, I'm going to come to you next. Yeah, so um, like I mentioned, that, um, actually this was a question. So I'm, I'm, I'm prepared. So when it comes down to not personally playing, you know, there's a lot of good memories. I, I would all, all the Champions League nights at Ellen Road, and they were just magic. They were absolutely magic. Um, and when Dida spooned the ball in, into goal, and and it yeah. was right at the death of the game, you know, it, it was euphoria like like you wouldn't believe it. And then there was the Preston playoff game and the atmosphere at that one, and and it was just electric. Oh, I went to that. It was amazing. That was the one that where Billy fantastic. Davis had put job done up. He put job yeah. done up on on, yeah. on wall, and, just, and, and oh, then we beat him. Um, but I, but it, it, it's a personal memory, actually. So um, it was my birthday, um, and we were we, uh, there were there were loads and loads of lads coming out uh, on on night out. But we were playing football. We were, I, I was playing in Murfield for Murfield Old Bank working men's it's a big night. Fiftieth. <laughs> Cheers. Um, <laughs> so, uh, um, Sorry. So, actually, I, I was winding my ex-girlfriend up, and I shaved a Mr. T haircut, and, and, and she said, you are not going out of the house looking like that. So, of course, I did, because you don't tell me what to do. <laughs> so, I went to football with it, because I'd done it before football. So, I went to football with it. I scored from inside my own half, and ran around screaming, get some nuts, and I just lost my head completely. Uh, and never went out round town, and it was ace. It was, it was one of the best days of my life. <laughs> I love it. Oh, God. No one puts Gilly in the corner. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do. I wasn't going to go out. I was, was going to finish shaving it off, but she told me that I wasn't allowed to go out like that. So, of course, that's exactly what I did. Yeah. You're such an awkward bastard, Gilly. <laughs> yeah. So spiteful. Won't be told, will it? Simon. <laughs> What is it um, as a fan or as a player anything, or what? Absolutely anything. Because obviously you're the only player of us all, really. Let's be honest. Um, oh. us, us amateurs, and you're the only professional. So it can be anything from your like that you've experienced as a player or as a fan or you know whatever. Yeah, I'll give a quick one about playing days. Then, so um, under under sixteens, and at this point, I was I'd, I'd forced my forced my way into the England youth setup, um, which which I was obviously over the moon by. Um, and there was a tournament coming up and it was touch and go because I've been on standby a few times and I've been involved. Um, but it was a big tour. Well, only three teams. It was England, Argentina and France. And uh, as, as I said, it was touch and go, but they'll be called up. So I got called up anyway. 
And uh, I was on the bench against France and I come on and, and, and done quite well. Uh, when I come on, I think we scored. Do you remember a lad called Michael Chopra? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You remember yes. Chops, yeah. Chef United. Yeah, yeah. They played for Newcastle, uh, didn't they? Newcastle, yeah. Uh, so I've come on for the last 20 and done quite well. And uh, after the game, we won that game. Uh, the next game's against Argentina at Wembley. And I'm thinking to myself, fucking hell, I've done all right, man. Have you got a chance of playing? So, yeah, gets to teams, team, team announcement time and fucking there, itchy feet, itchy feet. Come on, just say. Um, uh, and before I know it, fucking my name and number gets read out and I'm fucking over the moon. Absolutely buzzing my tits off now. Nice. Um, we start off and a bit cagey, I'm a bit nervous. Um, and I think we we go one nil up, and I, I can't remember who scored. Um, and I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm I'm happy. I'm content. And uh, for some fucking reason, don't ask me why, because I'm all, I've always been an attack-minded player. On our uh, attacking set pieces, the gaffers fucking put me at the back. You know, you get you, you normally have two players. Yeah, uh, yeah, stay, uh, stay back. back. Yeah. He's put me there, and, and before before the game, when he's given this information, I'm thinking that's a fucking mistake. That is, you, oh, I don't know what you're doing, but obviously, I'm like, yeah, no problem. So fucking, we've had a corner. We trot back to the to the halfway line, do me bit for the team, get countered, and a ball gets played. No, sorry, we're getting countered, but someone wins it back and plays it back to me. So. It's running back. I let it run because I'm just going to play it back to the keeper nice and easy and get back into my position. I go to play it to the, the keeper and I've just fucking totally gone over the ball. I fell over and I'm fucking name, I'm name dropping here as well. I fell over the ball and Tevez just runs straight through. Straight <laughs> through on goal, mate. Last thing you straight. want to see. <laughs> Unbelievable. I've got up. I've got up and I've sprinted. My teeth are fucking everywhere because my gnashes ain't the best. And I've managed to, to get some sort of contact and he's fluffed it. So I'm thinking, fucking hell, you, well done, well done. Uh, come on, get back on your game. Ten seconds later. Go on, <laughs> Off you come. Oh, no. <laughs> We're still enough with that. So oh, yeah, because was... he put you back on set pieces. Oh, because the crack <laughs> put me back on set pieces. But, uh, that's, do you know what? It's it's a bit sweet. It's a fun memory, and uh, but at the same time, I see the funny side of it now. <laughs> oh, it's, oh, it's one of them things, and it's like it's amazing to have been there and done it and played and all that, but so frustrating at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I've, ne- I've never watched it back. Don't want to see that. Let's see if we can dig that one out on YouTube. I guess you didn't say anything when you were a kid at kid level, do you? You don't question the coaches and stuff. No, no, no. I was a little shit at that point anyway. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> think we in this room, to be fair. <laughs> See how he handles defensive work. Come on, then, Smarty. You don't get away with it. Come on, let's have a memory. Um, Too right. I've got quite a few, but it's probably a little bit cliche because it's quite recent. But the Stoke game at home for us when when Bielsa took charge right at the, 
it would just from what we'd been watching previous years from Eckingbottom, it were all right under Christian Cern, but Chris Evans, uh, Chris Evans, Steve Chris Evans. Evans. Um, <laughs> Bit <laughs> of a Steve difference Evans. in both. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're both ginger. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, Gary Monk, it were better. But before that, the Dross and all that sort of stuff. You know, we're going back to fucking Eckingbottom and stuff. Uh, but when 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 Bielsa came and, and took over and we started playing that way we did against Stoke, it was just I was just in awe and I just could not stop smiling. I, I was just so happy because genuinely for the first time in such a long time I thought we actually might we actually might do something here. I mean I know it's first game of season and you know everyone starts out at blocks and all that sort of stuff, but it just felt different. Everything felt different. There was a genuine buzz around the club, and for me. The turning point that then it's just obviously maps you know the success that we've obviously embarked on since. But what 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 you know I've, that and maybe the Pablo Hernandez goal against Swansea. Yeah, I, you know I, I, I went on the beach in North Wales watching this as our holiday because you know responsible adults staying away from Ellen Road and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I, I fucking Pablo scored that goal, and I just went absolutely off my tits. Run it, this big <laughs> impact as well, and I was fucking running around screaming like fucking get it, building sandcastle, them all over, you know, doing cartwheels and shit. Fucking sandcastle, and Pablo just fucking edged it. But yeah, well, you know, just just now living, living now, being in the Premier League with Leeds United, back in the back where we belong. That's can that's, I? Ask- can I ask you a question on that? Because um, obviously I've always followed the club. Um, but when Bielsa first went in, I wasn't, I weren't able to watch the games or do you know what I mean? I'm just looking out for the results more than, more than anything. Was it really apparent from, because was that the first game of the season against Stoke? Yeah, you say? Well, yeah. Was it really, was oh, it really apparent what he was, what yeah. he was going to be able to do with the group of players? Yeah. Right from the start. Not not before. Not before. No, 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 no. Just, on, on when that, you saw that game. From that game. From that the, game. The yeah. difference the difference in the Stoke game against what had gone before was Unreal. It, it was it was it, really? the, I remember Unreal. the conversations that we were having at the time is he's only had five weeks with these players. How the hell has he done that? Because it was. I thought they'd all. I thought they'd all been keying up in changing room before they came out. What the fucking all they got all this energy for? You you, you guys, you guys know what an optimist I am. So um, (laughs) I I have a group chat with the two lads that I go to the games with, um, and I we'd change the name of it to um, LUFC relegation season because I'd been I'd been (laughs) saying that's it. We've had it this season. We've spent no money. No, you know, I don't believe this, that from you. We've got, this, <laughs> we've got this brilliant coaching, but we we stuck with these same players, and they were shit last year, and we're just going to get left behind, and it's going to be awful. And then that game happened, and I was just—I think I was just stood like slap jawed at the end of it, like. Let's not forget. Yeah, I think it was. I think was it Click that scored first. Yes. Bearing in mind what had happened with him and the journey he'd been on, you know, it, 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 to, to all intents oh, yeah, and yeah. purposes, it, it was under contract to the club, but he was never coming back. No, Not until Bielsa came in, he was done. No. He'd gone. Um, what what we did with, those, with that squad? I mean, even even like little details, like I remember Patrick Bamford being at, at, at Middlesbrough, thinking, "Fucking!" When we were watching that dross when when he <laughs> were at Middlesbrough, and just thinking, "Fucking!" I'd love to have a player like Patrick Bamford. Ah, oh, he's on fire, he's man. Finding, 
And I just thought, fucking hell, that's a hell of a statement, that. And then Click doing what he did and, you know. And I always remember, I think it was it Rowett that were in charge of Stoke at the time. We were in charge uh, of Stoke. On it Pulis. Rowett. Rowett. No, hadn't Rowett just been sacked from some? Would it? No, it was Birmingham we got sacked from. It might have been Rowett that, that, that would. Have I think it might have been. Anyway, That's I remember it. that. I remember him doing like a pre pre um, season um, kind of conference and stuff, and, and Phillips were representing Leeds, and I'm sure it was Rowett for Stoke. I could be wrong, uh, but whoever was manager at Stoke is saying it was obviously our first first game of the season. Now you're going to get on, and it says, "Oh yeah, I think we'll we'll edge him or whatever." And, I think it, whoever it was, it says, oh, they clearly hadn't seen the bookmakers' odds. And they were all having a yeah. bit of a laugh and a giggle and all that sort of stuff. And we absolutely fucking pumped them. And I nearly hit Butland on the head with a paper ball after about him as well. You <laughs> <laughs> know, one of them, just, oh, we, <laughs> We've not seen football like that for years. It was just unreal. Right? It, I think the last time we saw football like that was when we were playing in the Champions League. Do you know what I mean? When we actually were that good and we were that devastating in attack and just. A complete performance. Just and I just run. remember being in the Peacock after and everyone was buzzing. Like, if you'd been going to the games before that season, you'll have known that it was just doom and gloom most of the time after the games. People were just fed up. We were just there because it's Leeds and you go, don't you? Because we love That's Leeds. Well, you're, you're, you're a cheese wedger, you? Are you, are you a cheese wedger? you dairy Leeds? I am, yeah, I am. Where were you before we were shit like? Well, <laughs> I were actually in uh, the family stand we season shit. before that. Um, but you guys were saying... You're absolutely right what you're saying. For me, going to watch Leeds, I think I've been a season ticket holder since about 2012, so right through with a fucking shit. Mm. Um, but for me, it was more of a social element, really, rather than going and watching quality football. It was about going to pub with lads, having a few bevies, going and watching a bit of football, you know, and then and then pissing off home. But Get for away that, from misses that kind of thing. Yeah, just just to go and have a laugh and a crack with lads, watch a bit of footy and, and go home. And then and then when this happened, it was Gary, it was Gary Monk really that started this this new generation of leads off on it. Pontus Jansen and all that sort of stuff. He brought Pablo in, didn't he? Yeah, it was. Yeah, to be fair, it was. It, but then when the Bielsa first came, season when we actually thought what we might do something here, just unreal football. But anyway, <laughs> and I've checked, it was Gary Rowett. Hey, well, Gary Rowe, I thought it was. And, I knew you'd have to check as well. I'd let, I'm like, he were, he were right, but let, also lest lest we forget, we had Sam Usai. He's playing there. That's who. That's who set click up. Can you imagine if he did? He'd have been oh, amazing in the Bielsa. He was the one. Sam Usai. A couple of seasons. Buggered off halfway through the season. Yeah, January. A couple of seasons under Bielsa, he would have just kept improving. He had he had the talent. He just didn't have the head. Do you remember when he? Had that set two with that Brentford player, I think it was, and he just like went, went straight over his head. And went, like, yeah, he was looking <laughs> like that. <laughs> and they were like, he is squaring up to him. Like, you know, that? him and Alioski about chest height and his funny. So, this weekend's match, uh, Sheffield United, Paul Heckingbottom's Sheffield United. Um, can I have some, a bit of chatter about that? What do we think? <laughs> Are we going well, to beat them? Is, think, are they um, going to get some sort of a bit of a new manager bounce? What's the general feeling? You know, we used to have like the the British Managers Club and it used to be just like managers who were shit that kept getting jobs like Mark Hughes and Tony Pulis as well. I think Paul Heckingbottom's like the next generation of the British Managers Club. <laughs> um, I, I just He's got no idea. The guy just doesn't do anything for me. I don't understand why he's supposedly highly rated. Do you know what I mean? I, I just... I think we'll beat him. I think we'll beat him good. I don't think he'll get anything out of those players because I think he's capable. 
quite didn't have a bad record at Barnsley, did they? He didn't. Do you yeah, know what? You when get we lots brought of him in, have one Barn- good club. But Barnsley fans were devastated that we managed to poach him. Do, do we I remember that. I remember that. Picked him off like, well like, like the you know a bloke taking a girlfriend off another lad and then just dropping him. <laughs> after he's had his way with her. All I remember him for is wearing his "Welcome to Myanmar" t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, shocking. They stitched him up there, did the club, didn't they? They did. Yeah, we should sent him on that tour of Myanmar with no intention of keeping him. I mean, that that were harsh. That did he find out while he, still on the tour as well? Probably. Probably sorry, but they knew. I've heard like on on in other forums and stuff like that that they, they'd already decided in March. I mean, they'd only been there for, what eight nine weeks. They'd already decided <laughs> in March that he won for he won the best, and they they were moving him on, and they'd be getting someone else. And it's that's the round about the time they went, you know, Bielsa, pipe dream, and that, that's where it started. But what I mean, what do we think? Were... To, what, what we got? What we got coming to us, lads? What do we think? Yeah, weekend's game. The yeah. Saturday afternoon, is it? Saturday. It is, yeah. Sheffield United, yeah. I, I, with it being a derby, they, they're always going to find that extra couple of percent from somewhere. But I just think I think there'll be too much for them. I think when you're they're relegated now, but um, when you're in in that sort of position and you've got see see. Winning becomes a habit, but so does losing, and it's very difficult to get out of. It's really yeah, difficult, yeah. Um, and I think with the added with the added bonus of them, not math- I don't think they're mathematically relegated, but they are, you know, they might as well be. Yeah, um, I don't think they're going. I don't think they're going to be able to find that find that energy within to to compete with with what Leeds are going to um, bring on Saturday. I can't see. It. You know you're and saying about um, they're, not, they're not mathematically, I can't say it now, mathematically <laughs> relegated. It's um, that, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> the, one of the players, I, I, can't, I don't know who it was, but they had one of the players um, the other night speaking on Talk Sport. They'd like had him phone up or something. And they said something to him about, um, so next season, you know, do you think you'll be able to come back up and all that? And he was just like, oh, yeah, I think we'll do all right. Like, he'd accepted they were going down, and that's one of the players, do you know what I mean? He didn't say, well, we're not down yet, you know, we're going to keep yeah. fighting until the end. He was like, yeah, yeah, I think we'll do all right, we've got a good squad. And that says a lot to me, that. Yeah. No, they've got to admit defeat now, surely. Nothing is going to stop them now. No, but you'd think well, that even at a basic level as a player, you'd be at least playing for your future, thinking, well, I don't want to go down. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, fans don't want to hear that. Yeah, of course Until, 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 until it, it's impossible still... to stay up. Yeah, even if you believe it, you don't it. say that when, you, when you're in media and you fa- your own fans are going to be listening to you. Would you no, say that as a Exactly. Fucking hell. No, job's no. not done yet. We've still got a chance. It might be a slim yeah. chance. But well, it, it's yeah. a chance. But you know, if if there was someone degree. playing for Leeds saying, "Oh yeah, we'll 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 come back next year before season finish," they'd get fucked on Twitter. They'd get yeah, out of fans. Yeah, they would. There'd be a chant yeah. about them two days later. Now without <laughs> the fucking ham-faced wanker himself, they should have they should have kept him for next season. They've made a. I right don't understand why he, he, he got Honestly. them out of that league oh. with those players. Why why not keep him? Well, I don't get it. Well, that's another thing. He, another tried, he tried to quit in January. I think it was is what's been said since. Right. And um, they, they managed to persuade him to stay. Because that, that guy, the Sheikh, whoever he is, that has the um, controlling stake in um, Sheffield United, he, he rings Talksport up and starts talking to Jim White. 
<laughs> it's, it's I don't know how you could listen to that shite to be honest. back to Chile, you know that, didn't it? When it used to it, yeah, it's, it's because work's that boring, mate, that, you know, just some sports <laughs> on the background keeps me sane. It's, that's literally all it is. And Simon Jordan's actually um, quite, quite sensible sometimes. I saw, I saw so some it, of the quite good to listen to. He keeps slagging off Danny Mills as well, who they have on another show, and then Simon Jordan <laughs> just lays into him all the time, says no one listens to Danny Mills. That's allowed. <laughs> Danny Mills. <laughs> 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 Coming back to the game then. Um, so the, the the last three results for Sheffield United have, have all been defeats. They haven't scored a goal and they conceded nine. 2-0 um, against Chelsea in FA Cup. He's, you know, it, it, FA Cup, Chelsea knew they were going to beat them. I think they put out a bit of a weakened side, still still walked it, didn't really get out of second gear. Leicester absolutely smashed them 5-0. Um, there's just something back of it. I... I'm confident that we're going to get a win, but there's something in back of my mind that, 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 that just heck, hot. I can't. Don't I can't. Do it. It's ex Leeds. Oh God, what's oh, going to happen? And, and it, it, it feels to me like it does, like a histon or something, where mm. you know that there's just a little fucking chance. When you're saying about them last few games, when you're saying about them last few games, I'm thinking in old money that would be a Leeds defeat. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, the, there's always a chance in 90 minutes that oh, it can happen. You know that. If, you, know, if, you know what, we, what he's really thinking, depending on his prediction, if he goes for a draw. <laughs> 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 if he goes for a draw, Sai, that means that he thinks we're going to get beat, really, but he can't <laughs> bring himself to yeah. say it. That's me. <laughs> we might as well move on to uh, predictions then. Yeah, call it up. So, um, uh yeah let's just get it up in front of me now so i can capture where we're going so that's what she said. um <laughs> <laughs> um so si, are you aware of the prediction league that we've got i think mayors might have mentioned it to you when you first did the interview recording way back when but then he never got in touch with you to find out what your predictions were i can't recall to be honest mate um, so basically, what it is, uh, if you if you get the score prediction absolutely spot on, you get five points. Um, so if you call it three one, you get five points. If you call it four two, and it ends up three one, you get three points because you got the difference right. Yeah, if you yeah. just call it a one nil, and it ends up five nil or whatever, then you get one point just for calling the the result the right way. Um, if you're back against Leeds, and Leeds win, you get a minus five. Minus five. Right. <laughs> Um, Which so, um, the only the brave dare. I'm going to start with Smarty then. Where are we going? Do you know what? Do you know what? <laughs> I'm going to take a leaf out of my mate Brolin's fucking book here, and I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to say four nil leads. That's not. I'm that's gonna, not what he does. That's not my score. No, no. I'm, I know yours is four one, but I'm not going to say four one because oh, okay, nothing. Right. I'm going to say four nil. I can't see them scoring. Right. There's no Fair fucking enough. way. And, and I'm assuming that the deviant, deviant is not deviating from 4-1. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. And I think this is <laughs> not the, the day it's coming in. And I might actually back it this time because I think we're going to smash these. Yeah, it's predicted. Words. In fact, I think it's been every single game, hasn't it? He started with 4-1 and then just stayed there. Yeah, yeah just said, right, game. I'm sticking yeah. with that. It's going to happen. And then it um, once. Did it, you predict 4-1 against Liverpool for the first game of the season? No, because we weren't Not doing then. prediction leagues at first game of the season, were we? No, we weren't. We were. That would have been a fucking hell of a result. No, the season were already up and running before we started recordings, wasn't it? So we yeah. I can't remember um, 
why I started with that. What at Newcastle or West Brom? Probably. On a side <laughs> note, I watched that first game with a mate of mine who's a Liverpool fan, and honestly, it's, it's fair to say neither of us had any clue what was coming this season. <laughs> or, or what had <laughs> happened afterwards. <laughs> what, yeah, exactly. What the fuck was that? Um, <laughs> so there's, there's another one that we've got, uh, Si. Um, you've met uh, Carl, the Irish fella that's on the, on the pod as well. Um, yeah, he doesn't play because any time he backs against Leeds, they get beat, and he doesn't want to back against Leeds in the predictions. <laughs> so he just doesn't play. Uh, yeah, uh, so he doesn't play. <laughs> so what I do, the, the most prevalent um, prediction he gets. So if everybody goes right. for the opposition and Leeds win, he gets a minus five. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you can play it anywhere you want, but uh, go on. What 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 do you reckon this score is going to be? I'm going pretty big because I think someone's due a good hiding from us. I'm going us. I like that. Us? Six, six one. Six this is one. what I like to hear. This is what I want to hear. You do call us us a lot, you know, I've noticed. <laughs> Not wrong with that. Scotty's leads. Leads always leads. I'm a little bit disappointed leads. that you've gone the one, to be honest. The one. I thought about well. it. You know, we have got Cooper. <laughs> give him some, man. Do you know what? That that is that is one question. So if Cooper's fit, does he come back in? Yeah, of course he does. Of course he does. It, I'm not saying it's because he's captain. He will do, of course he will. I think I think, I think he's so. been outstanding this season. I think he's I really do. Whoa. 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 Right come on now, side. I, I started calling <laughs> I had a nickname for, for Liam Cooper. Um <laughs> In fact, I had a couple, but we won't, we won't obviously go over those because I think since the probably Christmas period, maybe slightly before November time, um, I think he, no, no, it won't because that's when I started slagging him off. So yeah, probably about <laughs> New Year. That he's, he's actually he's actually turned up and I think he's been he's outstanding. He's him. No, he you used to do. I don't, I've never hated him. him. Whoa, whoa. I don't hate him. Don't start throwing <laughs> shit around like that. I've just never been convinced that he's going to be level. Real him in. But I, I have said myself, he has been better recently than he was early in the season. Do, do you know what? I, I honestly feel like last season, when we was in the champ, I was like, I wasn't convinced at all. I just thought, oh. But he looks, for me, he looks totally better in the Prem, which is a bit crazy, really. Yeah. So, so I know he's done well this year. For me, I think the first quarter of the season, I think he, he did have some shaky games. Um, yeah. You know, there, there were times that uh, he'd let the ball run when you know for a fact the way that you're reading it, he ought to be clearing it. And a man had run off him when you'd really expect him to be leading it. Uh, there were a couple of times when Strike just ended up in completely the wrong position. And you're thinking, as the senior centre-half, you've got to be bossing him and putting him in the right place. Yeah. After that... I really, do you know, and I, I'm going to say this, and these two aren't going to agree with me at all. And I still think now he's been our most consistent centre half all season. I really do. I think he's been really good this season. Do I think he's going to be our first choice centre back next season? No. I think that if everybody's fit, it's Laurent Hancock. Can't argue with that, that what you've said there. He yeah, has been consistent I'm, because I'm... the rest of them have been fucking plagued by injuries and doing whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, but to be honest, I, I, can, I can see Cooper coming back in, and if Cock is ready, I can see Cock starting above um, Lorente and Struick as well. Yeah, I can so see you that. think you think it'll be the two two fresh coming if back Cock into the is, side? If Cock is, you know, yeah, I, mean, I can't see him not being after two weeks of internationals and him being back at home. 
Um, and he has had minutes in under 23s, hasn't he? As in Leeds. So, yeah, yeah I, I, if, if Cock is available and he's ready to go, I can see Cock sliding straight back into the starting 11 with Mr. <laughs> Lads, so, uh, we did that. <laughs> so, uh, just, just to capture mine before we move on, um, I am going uh, with a, a clean sheet, and I'm saying three nil. Right. So, um, no overwhelmingly, but we've got no draws. We've we've gone no what, six ten. So it, it's seventeen two is the balance of goals. Really, <laughs> just from four of us. So they do a right dick in then. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, catch up with Confident. the rest of the uh, rest of the group's uh, predictions and stuff. Um, you you usually do a tweet, don't you, Mister Gill? Yeah, I'll get them and uh, we'll get some out before the game. We'll get some graphics out and show off what the um, just a reminder of the predictions table because it's been a, a couple of weeks, hasn't it? So we'll get yeah, we'll get the table out and we'll get what people have predicted. Right then, so obviously, <laughs> nicely onto the hot topic now. <laughs> For the first time only this season, it's probably a very, 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 very <laughs> tight toss-up between Mr. Heckingbottom and Mr. Hockaday. Now then, I'm going to go straight to Gilly for this one, and I'm going to leave Simon till last. So Just Mr. to get a feel for it. Just so you can kind of get a, yeah. a bit of an idea of what sort of absolute tosh we're going to be spouting over the next five minutes. If you will take the floor, please. <laughs> so, I, I, yeah, you, you, you look at um, you, you look at the record that uh, Heck's got. We'll go Heck first. We know we know about Hawk. We know what he's all about. We you know he's, we know his cycling proficiency. We know his bronze swimming certificate. That's right. I think from a from a perspective of, of uh, Hecking Bottom, you, you look where he's been. Um, Bradford, Barnsley, Nor- Norwich, Sunderland. You know, at 71 was before my time. Uh, thanks, Jay. Thanks. thanks. <laughs> it definitely was. Didn't, didn't say didn't say checking. <laughs> He's asking for your birth certificate. <laughs> oh, and, um, and Chef Wednesday as well. He was there as well. So, um, but you, you know, you, so you look at his history and, and sounds like a shit Warnock. Well, you basically, yeah. But equally, you know, Heck and Hawk, they're both, obviously, they're both Leeds legends. Um, so so <laughs> trying trying to uh, trying to pick between them. Do you know, it's, 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 it's so super difficult, but, you know, w- only one of them. One of them is, is a, a, a Yorkshire rival. I mean, I don't really consider him a rival, but they're, they're a Yorkshire team and, and, you know, they're a decent-sized club. So one of them is a rival and the other one actually has the future of football in his hands. That's right. The future so of I'm going to have right. to go Hawk. You <laughs> never <laughs> let me down, Gilly. I'm going to have to. <laughs> I've got no choice, basically. Just for a bit of context here, Simon, uh, Mr. Hockaday is a PE teacher now. <laughs> Literally. Maybe, it, it might be a bit more of a teacher. might be the head Literally. of some sort of science not, at some college. Not like Solskjaer. Basically a fucking... Where, where did they pick him up from again? Can someone remind Forest, me? Uh, Forest, 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 Forest Green. Forest Green Rovers, <laughs> it was. Yeah, it's a Yeah, it was Forest Green Rovers. Yeah. Uh, he'd also been at Kidderminster Harriers, don't forget. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> you mustn't forget the Harriers. <laughs> Get 20 Jesus metre Christ. swimming badge on there. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no um, actually, that, that were after Leeds, wasn't it? It was, it were after Leeds. Really? Yeah. Christ. I don't fucking know, Gilly. I don't, know <laughs> I don't give a fuck where they were after. It was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> 
But also, he is literally is a PE teacher. Is it? Uh, South Stroud and Gloucester. Fucking poor bastards. South South Gloucester and Stroud College men's football. Right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it short and sweet for this one. Um, As I said last time, uh, the the hawk. You know, I have it. I have. I've heard that he's read the Green Cross code, and (laughs) because of that. The hawk knows that you give way to the right on a roundabout. I'm not sure that Eckingbottom even knows that, so I'm going for the hawk. They don't have roundabouts in Barnsley. <laughs> They're driving straight lines and really fast. That's right. <laughs> in, in all pony traps? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Simon. <laughs> Just been quickly googling a few months. Do you know? I have. I've Google imaged him because I just. I just couldn't picture his face. But and now you wish you hadn't. Now you wish you hadn't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be diplomatic because. I, um, uh, look, it, I think the job was way too big for both of them when it presented itself but they would have been silly not to take it. So on that basis, um, with, with Hockaday being... I'd have thrown me right in the shit here with this. Head of male football at South Gloucestershire and Stroud College, and Heckingbottom still being in the pro ranks, I'm going to have to go with Heckingbottom. Oh, controversial. Controversial. Going <laughs> <laughs> oh. against the grain. He's a bad in this, that Simon. He's not conforming. He's not conforming to the He's a maverick. He just does his own thing. He don't, he don't give a shit, does he? I'm telling you, Eckingbottom, he's not read the green cross code, Simon. I'm telling you. You can't pick him. I'm, I'm very disappointed. He's probably seen some of your car videos. <laughs> might have done, yeah. He might have decided not to go near cars again after seeing some of You got Morris Minor. Keeps, keeps his fucking PA bags and his cones and his mannequins in there. Probably a dead body or two. More joking. Dead bodies, allegedly. <laughs> he was a bit yes, of course, not of the podcast. Um, he's, he's a legend. He's a, he's so a legend. I, I just just to come back to what Simon was saying, I, I just I, yeah, I've got I've got his career since Leeds in front of me, and I will have you know he joined Swindon Supermarine after being. Oh wow! Was that a boat? <laughs> Who did? Hockaday. Boat manufacturer. Yeah, Hockaday. Swindon Supermarine. Did they call him? Having, having did they call him Captain Hawk? <laughs> <laughs> um, he then went. He went. Then went to Coventry City, not as first team coach, just professional development coach for the for the. Uh, uh, for the under twenty, and and then <sighs> Kidderminster the Harriers. You know th- this guy's he, he stayed in the game, and he's, he's now a legend, teacher, But you know what I mean? <laughs> By default, fucking legend. <laughs> That's scary. That you know, Captain <laughs> Hawk. Oh man, what who did he? Have? It was it was it was chairman. <laughs> did he never hear the story? Sound so? mind. Sound he else is going to bring him in. <laughs> I mean, who the fucking hell in the right mind to bring that fucking idiot in? Let's be honest. He sat Absolutely. down with Chilino in a cafe or something. And he, Deer in um, the headlights. He told Chilino, so like, shit. 
he told Torino how he, how he wants to play the game and he used salt and pepper shakers to demonstrate <laughs> to him on the table. And Torino was salt and pepper shakers it. are safe around the ground. Sold. He was all away by it. <laughs> now, I do recall. I do recall. I mean, I've got it in front of me, so I'm not. I'm not going to say that. I'm remembering this, but I do recall the story coming about that it was really hard done to. And I thought that the the wage was something like forty grand a year. And don't get me wrong, you know that's that's still a it's a no, healthy it wage. No, it wasn't. It was more than that. I've got it in front of me. No, 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 no. Yeah, it was a lot more than that. It was. It was just over double that. Um, but before him, um, Brian McDermott were on seven hundred and fifty thousand pounds a year. <laughs> this was ninety thousand. The, the, the expectation. Well, fucking salt and pepper shakers. <laughs> well, I are mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but the expectation. It's all like a canteen. They're on a restock. Especially if you get them really big ones. Yeah, <laughs> like a fucking chair leg. <laughs> Some chair leg pepper fucking grinders. Jesus Christ, they're expensive. Them. But my favorite, 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 favorite story. My favourite story about this guy is um, they, um, they went over to Italy for a pre-season training camp and they played against an actual amateur side. Uh, and after the 16th goal was scored, Silvestri went on their team. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As far as interesting stats go, that's, uh, yeah. Right, right 16th up there, goal that. went in. Yeah. Oh, I can uh, Right. Oh, no, I haven't been... Octopic, yeah, top guy. Salt pepper shaker, <laughs> fucking extraordinaire. Ten meter swimming badge. Thought we were going to take us to the Champions League. Absolute fucking legend. Fuck right off, hecking uh, bottom. You fucking Barnsley shitbag. No, no offense to anyone from Barnsley, but, but if you spot Barnsley, but fuck you, off, Barnsley. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but if you're from Barnsley, fuck right off. Um, so yeah, the hot. Unless you're a Leeds fan. Well, well, yeah, obviously, if you're a Reds fan, then you've clearly got your head fucking screwed on, haven't you? At least the Hawk had ambition, eh? What did, what like did, the, what did the heck have? There, there were a bit that I wrote um, uh, at the weekend. Um, there's a, there's a, uh, the Hex blog came to us and asked us to write a piece, and it was about um, Hotshot. Um, and and uh, so I, I did write a bit of a piece, and, and um, him and Eddie Gray had been interviewed as part of a, a piece, and it's just going back to what I was saying about um, the preseason friendly and stuff, uh, about the sixteen nil, and then swapping players around and things like that. Is I, I don't know if you if if you remember, but the uh, the famous game against Southampton um, when it was seven nil, and I think there were they were there when passes. Yeah, oh, it was great. Uh, I think there were there were thirty nine passes, um, and you know there were there were Rabonas. I mean, in sixties and seventies, how often did you see Rabonas? Uh, but but there were Rabonas and back heels and um, switching of play uh, left to right, and and you know they, they just looked completely imperious. And it actually, show, show story... in sixties and seventies, if you did a Rabona, somebody would just try and two foot you the next like minute that you get bored. Not, not if you were Leeds. Sure, <laughs> you two foot you if you lead. But, if um, Kevin Keegan and you did that, you'd been snapped in too. <laughs> but um, we, we were in a position where, you know, they weren't getting anywhere, anywhere near the... Well, they, they, actually, they were 7-0 down because it would be for this. But um, actually, Revy pulled somebody to one side and said, look, Everton have already beaten these 8-0. Uh, and I think um, what Gray was saying is he thinks that um, he'd already encountered the Southampton gaffer in his career before and he didn't want to embarrass him anymore. So he said, "They knew him, didn't he, or something?" Yeah, he said, "Just, just don't score any more goals. Just, just keep possession." 
And that's <laughs> when rest, that, that, that's but that's when that bit of passage of play starts, and that's the bit that everybody remembers is we're already seven 0 up and now we're taking the piss. And it was it wasn't about taking the piss, it was actually about trying not to embarrass them, but that's the bit that everybody yeah. remembers. Well, <laughs> I love stories like that. I, yeah, I, I like stories like that. It brings a bit yeah, of um, character to the game, doesn't it? I like that. Yeah, yeah. I've probably one of the most most um, parts of you know when you look back at history of Leeds and all that sort of stuff. The videos that there is that and maybe uh, Eddie Gray's uh, drag backs against Burnley and all that sort of stuff. Those those are the ones I specifically remember from from the golden ages. But right, guys, uh, please don't forget to like our videos and subscribe to our channels. Um, dip, dip, Subscribe to our channels. Uh, that's going to be it for us. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. See you next time, folks. See ya. See you later. This podcast episode brought to you by Auto Know Better features hosts Marty, OKB regulars Gilly and Jay, and formerly to play Simon Johnson. Thanks to Emily Render for artwork for the show, and Jen Jamming Sachs for providing the music. Thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Thank you for listening to another Auto Know Better podcast, the Independent League United podcast. You can engage with us via our socials on YouTube and Twitter at the address at Auto Know Better with your thoughts on the show or subjects you'd like us to discuss. You can even join us live and have your say while we're recording on our YouTube channel for the main weekly show and the Berardi and Coke after match podcasts. With three years' worth of content you can listen back to, from interviews with former Leeds players and managers to Hollywood stars. Maybe choose carefully which match reviews to check out though. Remember to subscribe on whichever app you choose to follow us on.